This is Nick Law, and you're listening to the Hot Forward Podcast, getting you ahead in the brewing and beer business. Hotforward.beer is a podcast and website dedicated to the beer industry, supporting budding beer entrepreneurs by gaining insights from experienced brewers and folk within the craft beer industry. So grab a glass, pour yourself a beer, and let's get into this week's episode. I bet you can't guess which beer festival we have been to a couple of weeks ago. Or maybe you can, based on that introduction. Yes, we were at Dark City, Northern Monk in Leeds. Now, I say we because this week I've got a co-host. The hostess with the mostess, the man with the biggest beard in brewing history. Bigger than Gandalf, bigger than Brewdog. It is the one and only Paddy, not Irish, Spencer. So Paddy works for the Sheffield Brewery Company. He was my partner in crime while I was there and it only made sense that we venture up to Leeds, the London of the North apparently, to Dark City ourselves and take it head on. Now when I told Paddy I was taking my microphone with me to Northern Monk to get some on-location recording, Paddy was like, oh man, don't run off and start getting little interviews with people for your little podcast. And I said, yeah, because that would be a little bit like when I was nine years old. And I asked my friend Gary to come around and play Street Fighter 2. Only I was the one who was doing the playing of Street Fighter 2. Because I discovered a cheat where if you press three buttons, it would put your life back up to full. But I wasn't quick enough to sort of um, fight all the baddies by myself and then press the three buttons. So I thought if I ask Gary round, he can hold down the three buttons whilst I beat M. Bison. And beat M. Bison I did. And when I did, I was like, cool, thanks man. And off he went. So, obviously, Paddy was a little bit concerned that I might do this to him. And um, in hindsight, when I, when I was telling Paddy this story, I, I, was, I think about Gary and I think, man, I was, I was a real wanker. And Gary, I, I don't know if you're listening, but I, I, uh, I just want to say, thanks, mate. I couldn't have done it without you. I beat M. Bison. Anyway, on that bombshell, here is our... Uh, trip to Northern Monk. We've got an interview with Jonathan from Jay Wakefield Brewing. It's very, very short, um, but we we caught up with him nonetheless. Um, we chat to the guys from Five Points and a couple of guys from Northern Monk and just general beery shit from the festival. So as I hand over to the metal band, we're rocking up at Dark City, Northern Monk in Leeds, the London of the North. We are, we're cooking, so um, me and Paddy are on our way to Dark City. Yeah, Roy. Yeah, so Rich the Turk's head. Yeah, Roy. Um, Paddy's already started early. What have you got, Paddy? What do you mean I've started early? Well, you've already had a few beers so, before you even came there's out. There's a few beers here. Breakfast. You were, <laughs> we're making our own flakes. <laughs> milk style essentially milk, right? That's what I've heard. That's me too. Um, no, we promote responsible drinking here with my 10% stout. Um, so yeah, we, we just got a 10% stout to share. We only got a third because and Nick's got a tap water because you know I'm hardcore. He's, he's hardcore. Uh, he doesn't know I spiked it with uh, just pure ethanol. Yes. Um, we don't encourage spiking people's drinks. It's a bad thing to do. Um, 
But yeah, as I was drinking my 10% stout, which, uh, by the way, oh, it's just lovely. What is uh, it? It's very thick. It's uh, it's called Crunchy. It's by Pilot Brewery. It's a bit too boozy for my liking, but but lovely. Um, and while I was drinking this, I've got a text from my mother that says, "Enjoy Leeds, but please don't overdo it, Pads. We all do and say things we regret when we do." Trust me, I know. <laughs> Which is the best part. Trust me, I know. So, mother, if you're listening to this, just I know you've overdone it once or twice. I've been there. So, yeah. The, those drunken weddings. Yeah. And now it's New Year's Eve, mate. New Year's Eve, literally, like, back home. was messy, to oh, say the least. Mate. I've been sicked on. I've been in fountains. Like, my mum's fallen over. Like, it was mad. Like, and that was New Year's Eve. So, And apparently, when she was at uni, she was even worse before she met my dad. Dad just calmed her down a bit, so you know, kudos to my dad for you know. So, do you want, do you want to review this beer? So, what is Pilot, yeah, so Pilot is Crunchy, isn't it? Pilot, Pilot Crunchy from Pilot Brewery, which I, I don't have a clue where it is. Me neither. Do you? No, nope. I don't. But they're making, I've never heard, I've never heard of them. No, they're making good beer. Like, this is quite thick, it's got a really good mouthfeel. Um, I love how you had that before we went to Dark City. It's kind I mean, of like yeah. getting in the mood early. Like, I'm just You're getting, paying for 45 pounds. I'm just pounds getting in the vibe, too. mate. You know how it goes. Like, um, yeah, I paid 45 quid, but I'm not paying an extra That's couple it. here, Why, you know. Yeah, like, yeah. Why not? Um, it's round up to an even 50. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> this one's £3.30 for this this third. Um, so yeah, very thick, nice boozy flavours. I was kind of expecting some sort of like actual crunchiness in terms of like sort of caramel. Well, like little um, crunch, floating bits of crunchy on top. Mm. Mate, that, that would have been... Let's make it happen. That's that. That's a new trend in beer. Maybe, like wait, maybe we should create a, a beer cocktails emporium. That like, because um, like Kyle from the Dram Shop in Sheffield, shout out to Kyle. Like he always he was he got me onto mixing beers with um, tried a, a, a wheat beer with um, Tadcaster's uh, chocolate stout. Right. And you think it doesn't work at all, but it's like literally the nicest thing. It's amazing. So like I think mixing beers is perfectly okay. See, I, I can see another trend. You know, it's milkshake. Shops where they kind of like put Oreos and, and yeah. crunchies and Sorry, all sorts. Quickly, Oreos. Well, Do you mean Oreos? Whatever. It's got an O at the front. I'm from Stockbridge. Oreos. I'm from, I'm yeah, from uneducated. I agree. I'm yeah, uneducated. Okay. Sorry, uneducated. Yeah. yeah, somehow Breaking you. Brexit. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, but no, but Pilot Brewery are doing great things. Um, and like this does you taste you've nice. never heard of them I've never heard of them but this beer's <laughs> but they're doing good great so, things, so well done lads we'll tag you in this if it ever goes out well, I, I doubt I, it will well they should have bits of float crunchy in I think mm. that's, but the problem is the dispenser of that would be a nightmare well, the, like, the, they could. They send yeah, it with a like pack with of gin, crunchies. Isn't it? It's like with gin, where they they put in, you know, the things after. Like, so what, uh, do you want some lime and lemon with it? You just get a bit. So of what you're saying it. is they they strap a bar, a, a couple of bars of crunchies to the keg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, when they send it off and say, a little serve, serve with crunchy dust. Serve crunchy dust. <laughs> right. Exactly. Okay. Right. Okay. Pilot Brewery. If you listen to this, you probably aren't. But if you are, like, that's what we reckon you should do. And that's the way Paul, that's the way the industry's going. Yeah, yeah. If you don't do it, um, we'll know. None of this Nipah nonsense. Yeah, forget Nipahs. Brute, brute IPAs yeah, have yeah. it. What, what's it like? It's good. I've tried to do it three times. You keep cutting me off. <laughs> like, so it is thick. It is like nice. I love a thick mouthfeel on a beer. Um, it's, got, it's very boozy. It's 10% that you can taste all 10 of it. Um, but like, I was expecting a little bit more roasted malt flavour, but I'm just... I mean, it smells fantastic, don't get me wrong. Um, yeah, it's some nice dark sort of roasted flavour coming on the smell, but it doesn't carry quite through. You just get a bit overpowered by the ethanol. 
which is a shame. Um, but yeah, Pilot Brewery, good work, kids. Let's have a go on. Have, have a, a swig. Go on. A swig. He's having a swig of the third liquid gold dust. I do like that on the second taste. It's nice. It's, it's sweet. That's what I forgot. Yeah. It's but I like sweet stuff. Yeah, yeah. So that's um, that is nice and sweet. But I think it is just one of those where I like a like a little less effort. Though. Like personally, yeah. Mainly because you then you'd be able to drink it instead of your tap water. Yeah. Because um, although you chose it, you did gone chose it. Like you, you, I chose it. Yeah, I chose it. I'm drinking tap water. Exactly. Like I don't really understand. You know. I think for me, like it just—it's upsetting how little people appreciate the amount of effort that goes into yeah. good beer, and like not—you mean from a customer point of view? Yeah, like yeah. So like a, a, the punter, like a, a publican, most decent publicans have an eye on it, but like as apart from a punter point of view, you know, you drink your pint of pale, and it's just—it's a really good pale. And you're like, oh, that's really tasty, and then you don't buy it again, or you have no brand loyalty to it, just because. There's so much choice now. You don't need to have brand loyalty, and there's no understanding of the, the artistry of brewing. You know, because it is an art form. It totally is. It is science, but it's totally an art form at the same time. So it just upsets me a little bit, I guess. It is difficult, isn't it? I guess that's the thing with um, with kegging, isn't it? Um, like, if there's so many points at which in the process wrong. it can go wrong. Yeah. yeah. And I think. Um, I think the thing is, if you're a large brewery, you have the luxury of having a bright tank. Yeah. And that's really how to do it the right way with kegging, is to have a bright tank. Yeah, yeah. Essentially, you're, you're taking off from above the yeast or the, the trub line or all the sediment in it. So, you know, you know you've got, like, when you chill a beer down, like, the sediment will settle out of the beer and you'll get, like, a, a layer of yeast and, and sediment and, like, hot pellets or whatever. And, like, if you can take, have a tap above that line, you can just take off the pure, clear beer and so any beer you take off is going to be much better like with Caspi you don't want to do that because you want a bit of yeast in your beer to keep almost keep it working mm. and that's where you get barrel aged beers from yeah. like from, not just from the yeast but you know um, but you know with keg beer it wants to be almost pasteurised even though as a small brewery we don't have the facilities to do that so it's weird because it's kind of coming in full circle again isn't it I guess it is it's we're coming back to 80s and 90s like tank bit yeah it's, well, it's terrifying I, I, won't go, I won't go that far I think it's happening it's, though like, I've seen in London tank beer's kicking off like, but I don't think it's interesting that um, like did you see all the stuff with cloud water oh they're um, cast where they're cast yeah. relaunching like it, like it was like beer twitter absolutely lost its shit yeah they and weren't pe- mental. Uh, pe- people were saying like, things like, like I know but people were saying things like cask is alive I'm like cask it's, all, it's not died it's not died but I was like hang on I've been making cask beer for the last two and a bit years now and you don't care like it's better probably than some of their cask beer because they don't make cask beer they do keg beer and bottle beer really well, which is great. We we day in day out make cask beer. We know how to make cask beer, and like they come along like, oh, we made some cask. Everyone go mental. Oh, I think I, I, I well, I've not had their cask beer, but it's I bet it is decent. Oh but yeah, I think I think the thing it highlights is for the industry is um, it's quality because Cloudwater are known for, for brewing really good quality beers yeah absolutely um, but you know no, no less than Northern Monk yeah who have done like it's you know they've got eternal on cask at the Turk's Head and yeah. um, 
you know, or, or the um, five points. Yeah. What, what was it? XPA. XPA. That was really I mean, that nice. Was lovely. That was a really you nice know. fruity pear ale. Just what was it like? It was like three or four. Like, it was like four percent. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, really well and, conditioned. And the, the, the whole trend towards like higher ABV beer, like in Cascale, you can't do that. No. So like, because it's meant because it goes off after a week or so, and like on on pump, and you need to serve it. But like, and for me, like good cast beer like you'll just spoil for choice in the UK well I think in Sheffield in particular we, oh, we, totally. we do really well because yeah. it's a, you know ca- cast, yeah. capital of the UK you heard it here first <laughs> I mean 20 what was that 2015 report yeah, yeah. sponsored still by holding, the University of still, Sheffield still oh, hold on <laughs> like, shh, shh. quiet <laughs> I love that literally like that's like um that's like advertising from like yourself, isn't it? Like it is. it's like when like people are like oh it's like advertising essentially. Yeah, like, it's beautiful. That was a good report. I like that. Big up University of Sheffield. But, um, hashtag alumni. There you go. Yeah. Paddy's making gestures at the the, the microphone. Hashtag sign. No gang sign. Oh, is that what that is? That's the hashtag. I yeah. thought you were swearing at me. No gang sign. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, like no, no gang. I'm a gangster in it. Oh, but um, it's, it's 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 funny how people lost their shit over it. Yeah, and in, in and we're coming out saying it's you know cask is alive and all the rest of it when it never really went anywhere. But it does highlight the the issue of quality. Unfortunately, I guess because cask is such an easy route to market. Do you mean? Let's say yeah. I was gonna say how do you mean? Do you mean that there's well, it's, poor it's, cask well, quality? It's, well, it's, it's, yeah, yeah, because for a lot of small brewers. Um, or even big brewers that might not be that good. Cask is the easiest route to market. There's a lot more infrastructure you need to do bottled beer, to do keg beer. Sticking okay, a cask is, is, dead, yeah. is dead the easy. easiest way to. So yeah. the easiest way to get production beer wise. Yeah. yeah, production not, wise, not just route to market. Production yeah, yeah. Wise, yeah. So um, and therefore. Um, it's it's easier to, to stick it in a cask and, and get it out there, which is why cask gets bad a bad rep because you know you, you're dealing with this product that if, if it's not being brewed well, if the brewers not up to scratch in their ingredients like these oxidized hops yeah. and old malts and stuff and like then then you've got if it's not packaged well you've got to exactly. package it right then but after that even you've got the dispense exactly and the cellar management yeah. like that's got to be on point as well. So we're here, we're, we've made it inside Dark City, Paddy. It was like the crystal maze getting in. Like, it yeah. really was. Um, <laughs> yeah. We had to get our bags checked. Did we get the crystal? Yeah, I think we got the crystal. We I'm, got a few crystals, right. mate. Like, genuinely. Like, So what are you drinking at the moment, Nick? So, um, I'm drinking Zygote by, you pronounce it, Amundsen... Amundsen... Giri. There you go. I'm assuming it's not from around here. Nope, <laughs> not from um, around here. Brexit means Brexit, Brexit after all. definitely means Brexit. Um, it's, a, it's like a 10.3%, what was it billed as? Like a salted caramel, yeah, chocolate chip, yeah. cookie. The, I can't put my finger stout. on it, it's like the smell. The smell is like artificial sweetener, sort of ban- it's banana, that's what I get. Do you think? Smell really? it. I think it's artificial banana flavour, is what the, the sort of the smell. No, Do you get it's, it? It's really hard to describe. It is gorgeous though. It's very nice. Yeah. And then you've got the... I've got... Um, a breaded black IPA from uh, Five Points, oh. which is just, I think it's about 10% as well. And the smell is a little bit like champagne, like Some genuinely, another, like genuinely. Another whiff. Yeah, it's, it smells like champagne. Yeah. Do you get it? What do you think? It's nice, that. The, yeah. It is a little bit like champagne. Like, so we, 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 we've, hit, we've hit the bars already. They're, got, got they're, they're, they're not they're not low ABV. Let's oh, say that. Oh, we went in hard fairly early on with one yeah. beyond. 
Yeah, bloody hell, yeah. Was it 60%? That was 60, that was, oh, blood, That was wow. crazy, wasn't it? Yeah. That was, I mean, there, there was a lot of alcohol. I could of... feel myself falling over as I drank it. Yeah, I couldn't drink much We didn't it. get through a, th- no. we didn't get a third, third did we? But that's what I'm finding with a lot of these um, beers here. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's it, it, in some ways, the 120 mil measures still quite a lot. Which is crazy to think about it, like, because the, they're going to be in 330 mil bottles, right? And, like, as a minimum, they might even be 500, 500 mil if they're mental. Like, and they're not going to be served on, they'll be served on keg, but largely it'll be for the bottle market that they create these beers. But this is the thing, I, was, I had an um, Atom beer the other day. Do you know the raspberry, I was telling you about the uh, yeah, yeah, Oblivion, yeah. the ra- raspberry milk stout earlier. Oblivion, great and, beer. Um, it's a great beer. Um, but it's served in a 440ml can and there's a lot of, t- of tall boy beers becoming available of, of this strength yeah. and it's it's actually quite, it's quite what? a lot. Do you remember what strength it were? Like It was 9.3 9. maybe or something, Nora. I know. It's insane isn't it? You've got to drink that over two hours to make that acceptable. Uh, like, <laughs> it went down quicker than that. Yeah I was going to say. Because yeah. um, the thing is right, like we had um, five points XPA earlier at the Turks Head and um, and, and White Locks it's 4% that beer went down like an absolute dream like it was gone before you know it and it's just a really nice pale ale not gonna like completely shit you up like just a really nice beer and I think this is the we talk constantly talk about this me and you like the difference between beers you drink yeah. and beers you Absolutely. experience yeah. and like what we're drinking now here at Dark City is totally a beer you experience it's all about like I could have two sips and be done with it you know, and like a two or two quaffs and be done with it. Whereas like XPA, men to be drunk in pints is an absolute minimum because it's all about getting down the, to like two thirds of a pint yeah, and being I, like, I, yeah. oh, I didn't even notice that. It's a social drink. Absolutely. And it's an interesting thing, right? Because you have this transition from sort of beer as a social concept to beer as like a, a um, premium exper- ex experiential experiential product but that's that's what's happening with a festival like this yeah it's the the whole thing is about the experience and and you're experiencing these beers Um, one of the beers we experienced earlier and um, you'll hear the interview in a second was with um, Jade Wakefield but they're all the way from Miami right Florida but yeah um, he was a great guy the head brewer was saying um, and he used to work for Cigar City exactly so that he worked for Cigar City and then like left there to start his own brewery and, and he was saying that how it's really hard for like new brewers to start up because there's so much competitive like there's only there's 7,000 breweries in the states which is a lot that's insane isn't but it but if you think about it for a, a country of... that's like 360 million people or something like that upwards of that actually I think that's a bit low where did you put that figure from? I, I saw it the other day oh like, high uh, five yeah 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 I think it was on who Sasha Brown Cohen like who is America <laughs> like don't go and watch that. If wow. you have any decency, what? don't watch that. <laughs> like, but genuinely, so three hundred sixty million, seven thousand breweries, right? We've got sixty million in the UK. Well, bordering seventy million now. We've got over a thousand. So you look at the no, mass. It's two thousand. Yeah, exactly. So look at the mass. America under breweries. We need to get more <laughs> breweries over there. Yeah. Is that an t- official term? Yeah, under breweries. Yeah. <laughs> so I think, like, I think if you're a young brewer in the UK. I think you should up sticks and move to America, start a brewery there, because I think they've got they've not got enough. But as he said in the in- interview, it's it's there's not enough bars. Yeah, he's saying that's that the, the tap room market is really difficult right yeah. now. But that's just because like they're not. Oh, I don't know. Like for me in the UK to open a new bar, you've got to have a really good concept, right? Coming back to the beers experience, beers drink thing, like I think 
what we're, we're seeing is that more of these festivals of experiential beers popping up because the death of the, the pub, the death of the absolutely. local. Oh, absolutely. You know, and it's all becoming more off-license, more drink-at-home type gig. And that's a challenge for breweries because beer, like reading Pete Brown's story of craft beer the other day, like great book, like got it with Beer 52, really rate Pete Brown. Like <laughs> story of craft beer leads me through like pubs brewed their own beer. It was something you did in the home originally. And then it went to the point in industrialization you got in the UK especially. Oh, man, man walks into a pub. No, Is no, that no. The, the, the book you read? No, no, no. I was read. He shortened it, I think. Okay, um, yeah. So that's I got it with beer fifty. My beer fifty two yeah, recently. Yeah. Like it's like the story of craft beer. Like and it's and it chats you through like in a really brief way from like ancient Egypt and before all the way to now. And it talks about how when you industrialised, it became more than just the sound, pub. Sounds like that piece, uh, short version of that book. It's yeah, great, classic, great book. classic, classic. What was it, the book? Yeah, um, Man Walks Into a Pub. By Pete Brown, right? Love that guy. Like, seminal beer talker in the UK. Yeah. What a legend. I'm here with Jonathan from Jay Wakefield Brewing. So you're from the States, right? Yes, Miami, so, Florida. So you just come over for Dark City? Uh, no, actually we're here for about 10 days, taking a little bit of a trip around England. Uh, festival here at Dark City, then we're brewing with Northern Monk on Monday, and then we brew with Buxton next week, and we're brewing with Weird Beard and Mondo as well. Oh, all, all, the, all the big hitters. How, how, how long have you guys been going for? Uh, four years. We've been brewing for four years. Great. So how, how did you get started? Uh, actually, it was a, I was a home brewer and then left my job, went to work for Cigar City, and then left Cigar City and opened my own brewery. Oh, nice. Wow. Yeah. Cool, man. So when, when you, did you start in your garage or is that, is that what you started? It was in the kitchen. Oh, right. In the kitchen. Yeah. yeah. Cool, man. So how, how, um, how, did, how did you grow it from literally any kitchen to... I did a lot of, I did a lot of festivals around Florida, just uh, taking my home brew and... <laughs> Kind of getting my name out there through the through the home brew festivals and stuff like that, and got an opportunity to go brew at Cigar City and be a brewer at Cigar City. So that's that's, that's how it all started. Yeah. So I mean, I am right thinking there's like over six thousand breweries in the states. Is that right? Seven thousand. Seven thousand. So like, I mean, for brewers that are entering in its saturated market now, like, I mean, what what advice would you give to somebody who's looking to? So it, I mean, it's, it's the same here with two thousand. It's a lot breweries. tougher now. It's a lot tougher, I mean, because more and more breweries are opening, but not more and more bars are opening. Right. So the space for taps is still the same size, but now you have a lot more options. So it's it's a lot more competition now. Cool, man. So, so what are you brewing with Northern Monk this week? The tap? Yeah, on Monday. Yeah, on what, Monday. What, what is it you're going to brew? We're brewing a sour, fruited oh, sour. Yeah. So. Cool, man. Well, yeah, thanks for time. Oh, and, thank uh, you. Yeah, cheers, man. Cheers. So, Chris, we're here at Dark City. We're, we're they're talking like for the Hot Forward podcast. Talk to me about your brewery. How did how did Wylam become to be? How did Wylam come to be? Uh, Wylam's been going a very long time. So it started in the year 2000. Amazing. Uh, it was essentially a guy that did home brewing and all the navy guy uh, needed his computer fixed, and uh, another guy fixed his computer. Uh, paid him, got paid in beer. And then it, it sort of went from there. Yeah. Uh, they brewed some beers for a local pub. 
it went, went, went down well, it snowballed massively, went to a five barrel plant, then sort of ten years later up to a twenty barrel plant, and then uh, yeah, three years ago we made the jump up to a fifty hectolitre plant in the centre of Newcastle, bear with us. So Chris is just serving because like you know, he's actually got a job to do here unlike us. Is, uh, I'm, I'm, just I'm, around. I'm having uh, the licorice stout, which is amazing. Are you actually? Yeah, yeah. What's it? Can I try it? Yeah, try it. So, feasting with panthers, really, really, really good. Feasting with that's a good name for beer, isn't it? Absolutely. That is very licorice. That's, and that's why Wyland have good, good success. That's much beer names, beer names like that. It's actually an Oscar. That's it's an Oscar Wilde reference as well. It's yeah. what it's what Oscar Oscar Wilde used to refer to when he uh, used to go out for looking for little boys. And things. <laughs> so it's much more licorice than I was expecting. Like know, it's, good, um, it? it's got that sort of dry woodiness from the licorice. You know, you ever had like a licorice stick? Like it's kind of like that, That's and I love that. Funny how it, licorice sticks taste like licorice. <laughs> yeah, funny how licorice sticks taste like you. Anyway, I can't so, swear. so what, what are um, what 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 are you were saying about so um, what are Ireland up to these days? So yeah, so three years ago we made the jump up to a 50 hectolitre plant, moved into the centre of Newcastle from the outskirts of Ireland. Uh, we got an old Grade Two listed building uh, from the exhibition of the North in 1928. The building was made. Uh, so, <laughs> might have to leave it at that. <laughs> Thanks, Chris. <laughs> the metal band of kicks in. That's what you are. So, uh, we're about halfway through the night, through our night. I, I mean, halfway is a bit of a stretch. Like, oh, hang on, mate. Man, we, that, we're heavy, aren't we? Dude, we are heavy. So, we're on a bench. We're on a bench and, and, and so they got just off the other side. And, and, Bloody Nora. That's like one of those cartoons, isn't yeah. it? Where like the we practically like, broke an event. Barney Rubble goes flying. <laughs> so after that little bombshell, we'll, we'll um, move on. Yeah, I think. It's so about halfway right? through the night yeah, at yeah. Dark Sea, and um, you you appear to be drinking something that's not dark. It's not dark. It's darker than mine. This is technically a sour IPA, which I don't think I've had as a style before, but I believe it's probably just a high percent sour, really, as a concept, because. Indian Pale Ale is uh, 6% and above, in my opinion. Um, so a sour IPA is just, in my opinion, a sour, strong beer. Um, it's a bit of a weird concept. But um, it's nice, quite uh, tart. It's quite red, isn't it? Yeah, it's very red in colour. Smells um, fruity, almost sweet, like you sort of jelly baby type smell. Um, and tastes quite tart, but quite quaffable for a, a sour beer. Uh, I don't have no clue who it's by. I, I think it was by Northern Monk. Is it by Northern <laughs> the, Monk? By the host, brewery. <laughs> That's awkward. Um, they need to up their advertising then, I'd argue. But, Absolutely. You know. Well, um, well, I've, I've got a, a Brute IPA, which is only 4.5%, nice and pale. Do you know it's who kind of by? Who's it by? It's by Northern Monk. Is it by Northern Monk? <laughs> Funnily enough, it's by Northern oh, Monk. Oh, really? Yeah. Speaking of Northern Monk, we, we caught up with Ben, who's yeah. the, the lead brewer um, at their main brewing plant. Um, so we're going to listen to that interview. So here's his interview with Ben from Northern Monk. Hey! So, hey! I, look at that. So, I, hang on, hang on. So uh, I'm with Ben in um, the refectory in the brewery, and um, with Paddy as well. And Paddy's just noticed something really exciting. What, what have so, you seen, Paddy? Why have you named a, uh, is it a fermenter or a conditioning tank after that's me? The, that's the cold liquor tank. So um, Paddy, the cold liquor tank. That's my wow. claim to fame. <laughs> that's that's, so that's Instagrammable right there. At Northern Monk, literally, I have a cold liquor tank named after me. Like, there you go. they knew I was that, that hot. <laughs> that, that's made they your knew day. It. 
Like, and before I was even, I'll just drop my, my thanks. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we got Paddy and the Mashton is called Colin. They're named after the two engineers that helped us install the like this brewer. Like so. What's your role here at uh, uh, Northern Monk, Ben? Uh, I'm lead brewer at the Sydenham Roadside, our other brewery. Okay, so the other brewery, not not here, but yeah, not cool. Here. So, what's like a, a normal week for you? What what, what happens in a normal brewery week? Uh, we're not so we're normally on the on the brewery side. We're normally doing four. We double brew every day, so we got yep. like a sixty hectolitre uh, brew kit of the other side. Yeah. Um, mostly hundred twenty hectolitre yep. vessels, so we're double brewing four days a week. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I mostly help out organizing the brew team around that yeah making sure, sure. That happens. so what does like a normal brew day look for like for you like how does that work out what time do you start like uh we for the first brew we'll get in at uh 6 a.m and then depending on the beer it's maybe like an 11 to 13 hour turnaround yeah, yeah. for the two beers so we'll, we'll get someone at six someone at lunchtime and i'd like to split the two brews so like they that. sort of swap over throughout the day to yeah. carry on the brew like okay cool so that's what like a commercial brewery sort of beyond uh, like a micro or nano scale looks like like you sort of have brewers that sort of carry yeah, on multiple brews yeah, yeah yeah cool awesome what, so what's some of the pressure when you get to this sort of scale I mean because obviously Northern Monk's a ma- massive UK brand um, and I presume abroad as well um, do you export much? Yeah, I think we're in, uh, someone else could tell you better, we're in a roughly 25, 26 okay. countries on so, a regular basis. So what are some of the pressures for you as a, as a head brewer um, or lead brewer to, um, you know, in, in your day-to-day when, when you've got that kind of, uh, it's not just going out to your local, a few local pubs, it's going out to a lot of people. This is a beer intermission. <laughs> beer intermission. Burnt meal, laxy fog. Which is there, a six percent Indian pale ale. Nicholas will be trying later. You will be hearing about that. For I think a e- dark city. After a while, you take all the pails you can you get. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've been doing like a one dark beer, one pilsner sort yeah, of like good, on and off. It's good for so. some. What do you reckon, Nick? That's amazing. That's really really that, good. La- Laxy what? I've heard good things about Burt Mill. In fact, I think I might have had this. Someone recommended this. I'm sure. Galaxy Fog Indian Pale Ale, six point four from Burt Mill Brewery. Um, really great burn mill. Yeah, I, I've been allowed to go far from them. It's pretty decent. Yeah. So, so back, back to the back to the, <laughs> back to the question. <laughs> what, what sort of the, the, the pressures that you find as a Libra like with sort of the international, like national export type thing? To be, to be honest, mostly with my role, I, I'm just making sure that we're hitting targets on the brew day with like quality yield, uh, making sure we're hitting the, the gravity targets. So in terms of the, the, the scale of it, to be honest, is not really. Yeah. Uh, in my job, we're just making sure we're uh, making make sure we've got tanks to fill, making sure we're hitting them with the yeah. highest quality work as possible. Yeah. Um, then we've got um, like Fraser, who you met earlier, is our lab manager, helps manage fermentations, Great. Um, stuff like that. And then we've got a, a packaging team that like awesome. sees, sees off sees off the back end. So most of most of the uh, most of the pressure when it comes to export is much more on the yeah, on the packaging yeah. team, making sure <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. Uh, making sure it's all, all groovy and all yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> So, like, on a day-to-day basis, what is your, like, main, like, your main, like, if you want to say pressure points or concern, is it about pH, temperatures, like, or, or, or gravities? Like, what are your, like, key factors that you focus on as, as, a, as a lead brewer? Yeah, man, all of those things, we met, like, we measure all of those parameters, making sure we're hitting targets on, on all of that stuff on a, a day-to-day basis. Probably, probably one of, the, like, our core range is pretty dialed in, but we'd also do, like, a lot of... Um, like one-off special beers yeah. so on that you obviously you've only got the one shot to to make it right so uh particularly on those days making sure that you're hitting your targets and that you're like you've obviously only got that one 
that one brew day to make sure that that beer is, is, is as good as it can be. So, um, yeah, just making sure that whether it's me brewing or the other brewers yeah. that, were, that were hitting all those do you, targets. Do you find that one-off brew more stressful, like, compared to your core range stuff, like, because it's sort of unknown territory? Like A little that- bit. I mean, we've got... Because because we do we do the one-off beers like probably four four five a month. Um, we'll release of like the special patrons projects. Um, we so we we've, we've got we 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 know what we know what we're heading for. It's not completely blind, even yeah. if it's like a, a brand new recipe. We yeah, yeah, sure. we have the experience of doing that, but it's a little bit. You don't have the opportunity to, to do it again and make it better next time. It is it is what it is yeah. on that. So, so for the rest of our listeners, because um, we have a wide variety of listeners, um, who, a lot of whom are, are brewers in smaller breweries, like what, what's the biggest cock-up you've ever made in your, in your day? <laughs> like, just, to make, make, just to make us feel better. <laughs> <laughs> on, um, so on one of our first brew days when we installed the brew kit at uh, Sydenham Road, um, we, on the, so we were doing a collaboration with the other half, like a, a big 10% coffee porter. Um, and it was like, I think it might have only been the third or fourth brew we did on that side. Um, and uh, a guy who was our lead brewer at the time came to, came to dig out um, without letting the mash tun completely drain out. So open the mash tun door and like all of the malt, like <laughs> all of the malt, all of the spare water, just all, oh, see, all that, over the brew. That happened to me on my third brew day at <laughs> yeah, the yeah. brewery. So that makes me feel really yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, that makes, that's, that's I think the massive thing of like with a new brew kit, right? You just got to get used to it. There's, a, yeah, there's, for sure, yeah. there's niggles with all of it, isn't it? Like regardless of what scale you're brewing at, like there'll be niggles with a plant that you just have to get used to. Um, and like there's, there's intricacies of each each different plan. Like um, whenever you install anything new, you've got to get used to it. Uh, and yeah. the things the flaws in it as much as like uh, the pros of it you know what I mean like do you find like when you install new gear like um, sort of it, how long do you think it takes to bed in like uh, with new gear Give, I don't know what is there an example of something you installed new recently or yeah we've just had a bunch of new fermenting vessels so I get getting getting used to how how beer, how the hops drop out, how long how long it takes in the in the slightly different sizes, yeah. the slightly different how the the chilling works in a slightly different way to the original ones we had installed, uh, like the, the two different companies. So like even, I guess just little differences in the the manufacturing means yeah, yeah. like slightly different um, how it drops bright, like f- controlling the chilling slightly differently because it just works slightly yeah. differently on all those tanks. So yeah, there's there's, a, there's always a little bit of like. Bedding, bedding in time with yeah. with, with new stuff yeah 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 because like you get to the point where you don't even have to think about it like like it's a fermenter and you're like oh if i leave that on chill by x amount of time mm. it'll drop out and yeah. i'm ready to transfer like it's fine like or like with the conditioning tank you're like oh i'll just leave that for x days and like it's fine like you just get used to your kit and it's almost intuitive isn't it like yeah um, yeah it's good to get to that point but you also don't want to be you end up being too so we're like flippant or like casual yeah complacent that's the word I was looking for <laughs> uh, but yeah it is like yeah like you're saying like a little, little bit of time to learn the, the intricacies of your kit yeah totally yeah, so yeah. Um, what's next for another monk after this yeah. bad, boy, <laughs> bad boy of the festival <laughs> here's the interesting one what are you leaning on right now what, that, I mean these, these are good it feels empty it feels oh. empty is it empty think, yeah we've ah oh, shame um, <laughs> we emptied a few of these for the festival so there's a few pouring at the moment we've had um, so are, they, are these bourbon casks or whiskey casks or what, what, what was in these yes we've had sure exactly yeah these are bourbon um, so we've had the collab we did with Old Chimneys um 
has been urging on bourbon for a while. A few of our um, sort of our pastry stout Stranic, we've had a few different versions of that aging in uh, bourbon as well. So the, the few of them around at the festival, we've got like a sticky toffee and an eaten mess version of Stranic going on nice. uh, upstairs. So yeah, the few. Oh, yeah, a few getting involved in that. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I mean, I've, I've got some friends that I've just bought um, either uh, whiskey or wine. Um, barrels. Uh, when you, if you, for people entering that far because obviously there's a lot of um, people that want to age stuff now. What, what sort of considerations do you need to make when you're wanting to age beers in in wooden barrels like these? Uh, it's a good. I guess picking picking like the base beer still has to be good. Uh, yeah, you can't, <laughs> like, yeah. can't polish it. <laughs> yeah, you can't polish it. That's a good point. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you definitely hear about it, and I would be lying to say that we, we haven't done it in the past, like, try and put it in some barrels to, to cover up a few uh, unideal un- characteristics yeah. <laughs> of a beer. But, um, We've all been there, don't we? <laughs> yeah. like. It definitely, putting put a good base beer in there, picking the right beer for the barrel as well um, is important, and, and obviously giving it the, the right amount of time, like, not enough time, too, too long amount of time, you're going you're gonna to pick up different characteristics over the... the the, the journey of that time yeah. so I would keep keep tasting it regularly see when you're happy with it yeah I think it's all about that with any anything with beer is about quality control it's about like understanding what, what what the factors you've got at play are and then just sort of like um, processing and, and keep quality control all the way through like uh, every single stage like we as a brewery always check our parameters at every single step and then even if we were going to age something it's about checking the parameters continually mm-hmm. and not just tasting it obviously because like a lot can be said for taste and mouthfeel but beyond that you can't get better than a pH meter like at the end of the day and look can't yeah you know, if you're going to check the grab of something like if I taste a beer I can't actually tell the ABV like you know yeah, you've got sure. to you've got to actually quantify what you're tasting and yeah. I think that um, for small breweries and for, for even large breweries it's key you check the parameters continually what, yeah, regardless yeah. of course yeah the more data you're able to collect you can make more informed decisions like yeah. going forward even on that specific beer but like getting in large large larger data sets on on every beer you produce like you can make more informed decisions on how to improve it like what, what you want to improve what your what your tweaks what differences they're actually making to the to the beers all that sort of stuff yeah 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 absolutely yeah, cool, yeah, man. we're on a big data collecting kick at the moment data for, for collecting is that you heard it in first <laughs> Norman Monk in the refectory data it's collection. all about data collection all about data but not agreed yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not on that bombshell <laughs> on that bombshell we're gonna end it there thanks, right, thanks for amazing time, thanks for your time that's all brilliant right. well that was that was a that was genuinely fascinating talking to Ben like like genuinely like, I, I really enjoy talking to him and like it's always fun to talk to people in the industry um, about what they do and uh, the things that they find hard uh, but the things they also find easy like the fun that we have in this at the end of the day like it is a fantastic beer is great like it's a great industry to work in um, we have great fun it's creative it's scientific um, if, you lo- if you're looking for something different if you're if you're a scientist and you're like oh I don't know what to do, brew. It's fun because scientists are often like oh uh, I don't know what to do. Today. Yeah, what what chemical are. concoctions can I mix? Exactly, up? I think that's exactly what. If you're if you're listening to this, you know, like a microbiologist, well into the yeasts, get into brewing. It's great fun. They, they get equally, get into the yeast. You heard it here first. <laughs> equally, if you're if you're an artist, you're like I'm fed up with paint and pastels get into brewing it's also great fun like that's my recommendation right there 
Patrick Spencer, John Patrick Spencer, the yeah, third, speaks. <laughs> cool, yeah, it's, it's been a good vibe, hasn't it? Yeah. Um, you know, it's um, metal, the metal band during that interview with Wylam, that was interesting. I think if we get anything out of that interview, I'll be impressed. Uh, yeah, me too. That, do some that, heavy that, that'll be some good editing skills on my part. <laughs> so genuinely, I think the thing, interesting thing is, like, um, I've just got to the point in the night where I'm like, I'm not sick of dark beer, but I'm like, I can do, like, we've moved on to something pale. We, got, we went to the pale bar. We tapped out for the first time because, like, it got to the point where it was so rich. It's like me doing, like, imagine eating, like, dark chocolate for, like, the whole evening. All day. You get to the point where you're like, I need something else right now. Like, and... I love how their pale bar had, like, three pale beers on it. And your beer's, your beer's red. I mean, it's red. It's not pale. It's not pale. So, like, but, so, like, um... It's funny, isn't it? Because back in the day, like London, for example, was built on porter. Yeah. Like because of the water, the water salts that were there, and the fact they didn't do water treatment way back when. Do you, they do you know about the? Here we here's a history lesson for you, Paddy. <laughs> <laughs> history time with Nick. I, lo- I love the theme tune. Did you know about the Great Porter Flood in London? I didn't, Nick. Would you like to tell me? That, that's it. There was a great, <laughs> there was a great flood. But it, actually, what happened was Porter became really successful, and so um, what one brewery sort of built big vats to to do Porter, and then the brewery down the street was like, well, you want bigger vats to do more Porter and bigger and better Porter. It got a bit silly, and so didn't it? it got silly to the point where um, the vats couldn't hold it anymore. And then one of them burst, and it literally flooded the streets full of Porter, and people died. Right, not because they drowned, but because they ran out into the streets and lapped up all the alcohol and, and the so beer in the streets. Absolutely, that's there. You go. Died of alcohol. Uh, it's kind of like Dark City, but on the out of the gutter. Absolutely, pay for it with your liver rather than with your cash. <laughs> so the moral of that story is, if you want to compare penis size, don't bother. I'm joined by Ben from Five Points Brewing Co. It's just by his own admission has had one too many shandies. That's right, isn't it? <laughs> I've had a few. So what, what do you do at Five Points? I'm the events manager. I mean, a, a brewery like Five Points, I should imagine you put on a lot of events. Yeah, yeah. so um, I think last year we did like 150 events, so I'm a busy guy. So what, what sort of things do you put on at Five Points? Uh, we do everything from we run London Brewers Market, brewery tours, music festivals, beer festivals like this. For, or like we're not putting it on, but participating in it. Uh, yeah, all sorts. Like we do our own events at our pub, the Bembry Tavern, and uh, just all, all sorts of stuff. Yeah. See, I mean, you've grown quite a lot over the last few years. It was it wasn't too long ago when you were founded, was it? Yeah, five years ago. So March 2013. Uh, so about five and a half years um, and yeah grown from two people to about 35 36 wow okay so I mean what kind of a difference do you feel like having a tap room and doing events has made to Five Points Brewing Co as a difference to maybe just being a production brewery where you're on some industrial state somewhere where (laughs) um, you know no one ever comes by or anything whereas obviously getting a lot of people through your doors what, what kind of impacts that made on the business I mean, for us, it's huge. So for five and a half years, we haven't really had a a home. So for a while, we were hosting events at our um, our warehouse, at our yard, 
<laughs> Hello, Brian. You're right, mate. How are we doing? Oh. Yeah, not bad. Sorry to get you crashed, Ben. No. Yeah, yeah we're happy I mean, days. Yeah, so we're talking yeah. about the Benbury Tavern, so you I've know. not been yet. Yeah, so I know. to come. You need to fucking come down and have a few beers. I can't believe you've not you've not been. That's shocking. Yeah, it's a bit. It's not exactly my local. Yeah, yeah. What? I thought Leeds was like the London of the North. Three two hours away. That's like a. There you go. With high speed too and all that. Oh yeah, can't wait for that. Yeah, yeah, right over there. There you go. I'll be there in 2042. It'd be oh, great. Brilliant. 2042. Yeah. 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 You're really going to swing a bit by that point. It'll be, it'll be <laughs> perfect. Tiggers. Tiggers. I'm on Tiggers. Everyone's on Tiggers. Yeah, I'm. I'm at that point now so as well. festival. We're all drinking it's, toaster. Uh, yeah, it's kind of like just give me something pale and bitter. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fed up with the sweet. I've got a fed up with relation. It's like. Two parts of pastry to one part of crispy, and I'm fairly, I'm fairly happy with that so yeah, far. It's, it's a good balance. All right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You're, you've, uh, I'm more like 90% lager right now, but I'm, I'm need to. Uh, so, so kicking that? off now. Oh, oh. Chased down the street. Anyway. So, so kicking, so <laughs> kicking off at Dover Man. Live commentary. So he's drunk a glass and he's been chased down the street by the bouncers, and it's. Oh, uh, good lord. I wonder if it's, wonder if it's the same guy that pissed in the cupboard. <laughs> So we're running commentary right there. Inside scoop. Everyone back inside. It's done now. So, uh, Grab us over, guys. How, how have you guys found Dark City? I mean, obviously, it's your event. <laughs> You're going to say, oh, horrible. it's fucking I've amazing. It's a terrible time. Yeah, <laughs> the lag is great. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's ace. I mean, it's, it's, I guess it's our fourth. Well, to be new Hop City 2, it's our fourth running a festival. So, I mean, I've, I've got nothing to involve in this thing. You know, I look at the. This for attendees and sort of just go call up, call up, call up. Nice. Um, but like I, I came over here about half one on half one uh, yesterday with like you know, for the bit of the brewers reception and like all the beers were already on. And it was all great and organised. It's been fantastic. And it's yeah, I mean everyone's happy. The the music seems to go down well. It's it's, it's busy but it's nice. The atmosphere is. Like the whole city, just we try and make it as chill as we can, isn't it? He's being really fucking modest because that's a really hard question to answer if it's your own <laughs> festival. Yeah, no, absolutely. It's a brilliant event and we're fucking honoured to be here. And the beers are incredible, the venue's incredible, the food, the entertainment, it's all spot on. Like, you know, as a brewer, there's nothing better than fucking turning up and everything is already like sorted for you. They look yeah. after you, man. It's amazing. Yeah, we're really, really fucking wicked festivals. So. Cool, man. I mean, I noticed you guys are doing a collab with um, Jay Wakefield. Jay Wakefield on Monday. Yeah, yep. so um, that's cool. Evil Twin on Friday as well, which was oh, mate. pretty cool. So, living, living the dream. The yeah, exactly. The <laughs> right? It's great. It's, it's great. It's great that these guys will come all the way to these to take part in our festival. And it's obviously it's still, we're also a little bit big geeks at heart. So obviously great to hold Jeppe and, and, and John this weekend as well. So like, we, we, so we brewed even more death yesterday, taking our death appearance oh, out yeah, and they're even good. more Jesus. So. Nice. nice. We're gonna I'm going to get my chops bit, around some of that. Actually. We're going to get a bit of toasted coconut, cacao <laughs> and uh, vanilla pods in there too. So. Nice. And then, um, yeah, chewing John the ear on sort of the fruited sour IPA style, which is big in Florida, so we're doing a blueberry sour IPA with those guys on Monday. Yeah. Have you guys thought about doing a sour city? <laughs> we keep talking about it, we keep joking about it. We know who's going to sponsor it. We've decided that already. Who's going to sponsor it? Rennie's. <laughs> uh, there you go. So yeah, I think it'll happen at some point. I mean, we we've only just started venturing into like kettle sours and so on ourselves. We've got a little bit of stuff in wood, which hopefully will turn out really nicely. Um, I guess it feels like we need to be fairly in our game on our game on that side of things before we um, bring in the world. But um, yeah, I'm sure we'll do something like that at some point. There needs to be a lager city as well, right? Oh, <laughs> absolutely. Uh, absolutely, yeah, yeah. Every day, every day is lager. Every city. day, yeah. 
I wonder what kind of clientele he gets to that. Eh, uh, just brewers. That's, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's basically, I mean, to us, there's a lot, every, every green room, every festival I've been to this year has basically been a lager festival for brewers, you know. It's, yeah. yeah. Like our, our sales guys wind us up so much, it's only, la- only brewers drink lager. It's like, yeah. and? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, so after a while, just kind of like, I, I mean, I had one last night, and I was just like, just, I just want a, I just want a really well brewed lager. It's crazy how much you, you just really begin to appreciate it so much. Like, there's so much great beer around, and we love my IPAs and my beer stouts. And but a brewing them because they are so hard to brew well. They're so technically challenging. There's nowhere to hide. There's so many areas that can go wrong. And b they're just so clean and well crafted, and you really begin to appreciate subtlety after a while. I think yeah. in, in our game. So sure. So what's um, what's been your favourite part of Dark City, Paddy? I Apart from the metal bands, obviously. I mean, the metal band was a highlight. I agree. Um, I love beer, don't get me wrong, but I think... I hadn't noticed. Really, yeah. Um, shocking. But the thing about beer is it's 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 a people gatherer. Like, genuinely, so for me, like, drinking beer is great, and I love good beer. But at the end of the day, um, I do respect, like, Abidale's strapline that there's nothing more social than beer. Like, for over a thousand, two thousand years, we've been drinking beer as a social entity, a thing that's meant to be drunk together. And I think that... Um, in the UK particularly there is little that brings people together more than the pub and and beer like if I go out for if I'm on a day trip I look for a pub for somewhere to eat and have a drink rather than a restaurant that's always been the case and at the end of the day if I'm you know out on a day trip and I want to rest I'd prefer to go to a pub than a cafe and you know wherever I go the key thing for me is the pub so I think the thing for me about Dark City is it's highlighted the um, the need for the pub. Yeah. Because although this is beer to experience rather than beer to drink, it's brought people together. Yeah. And and beer does that. Um, beer brings people together. And it's not just about the inebriation, the slightly lower social boundaries because of alcohol and inebriation. It's about like the fact that we've got a commonality. You know, we're both drinking X beer, or even if we're drinking a different beer. We're, we're bonding over the fact we're just having something that's not, it's a bit different. And I think that um, people is what, people and beer together, it's just a golden combination for me. That, that's where I stand on, on events like this. Nick, Nick's just stupefied. No, it's fine. It's <laughs> I too, am very stupefied. It's too good. I was, can't deal with it. So, so expecting good. some superficial. Oh, like, it's just really profound. Bullshit, like, it, was about, really, it was really, really profound. Yeah, he's expecting like, some bullshit about like, oh, I love this beer. About crunchy dust. Yeah, yeah. Let's not go back to that. No, no, we're going. Back, we're going there. Genuinely, like Pilot Brewery, you won't be listening to this, but if you are, strap a crunchy to your kegs. <laughs> just do it. It doesn't even matter if it's the crunchy stout or whatever. Just do it anyway. It's good fun. What What do you think your like highlight of Dark City has been? That's that's a that's a big question, Paddy, and it deserves a big fucking answer. Um, yeah, I mean, I think I think as you say, the the community aspects. It's I mean, we've met some great people tonight. Uh, a couple of guys that run a, um, a bottle shop and bar in Huddersfield. Uh, we met the guy from Jay Wakefield uh, Brewing. I was talking to one of the guys from Thornbridge earlier, and yeah, you know, it, I think when you come to an event like this what you encounter is is people that enjoy the experience of being able to, I, I noticed when we were in um, uh, White Locks earlier 
you know, there's a very mixed crowd there, and, and it was funny the difference between Whitelock's and the Turk's Head, where the Whitelock's crowd was very much straight up, Timothy Taylor, Guinness, oh, I just want to smash a few pints and then go on to the next thing, whereas Turk's Head was very much more about the experiencing those beers and I think obviously you get a lot of people like that congregating here um, there's a really good vibe amongst people that are into beer everyone's really friendly really open really willing to chat about stuff and that's I think that's a brilliant thing about the industry like when we talked to Ben earlier from Northern Monk how he was just very willing to, to share given that we stuck a microphone in his face and like hi can we talk to you <laughs> smooth um, yeah, so I, th- I think just um, the, the, the community that's that's gathered here, I think it's a really good thing. Um, it's great to know they do Hop City as well. I should imagine if you go to that, you really want a dark beer, very much like we've craved Don't pale drink. beers today. Yeah. Um, we'll have to do that one. That's the next one on the list, isn't it? Hop City. Absolute, absolutely. I've heard Cloudwater doing a festival paddy. <laughs> Sorry, who are they? I don't know them. Who, I don't, yeah, I don't, who are Cloudwater? Small Peru Manchester, I think. Do they do Caspier? Or? I think they did Caspier, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think so. Yeah. Cool. Well, we're going to leave it at that. So I hope you've enjoyed listening to the Hot Four podcast today with my co-host Paddy Spencer, damn straight, the um, the bearded giant, the living human tortoise, rucksack and backpack, and that apparently qualifies me as a he is a, he is a human tortoise. Yeah, we're going to leave that here for the Hot Forward podcast. Uh, if you want to get a guy who, who knows his stuff about beer got a bit of creative spark and it's got um, some insane graphic design and brand design skills look no further than this man like hop forward nick law you you, you do yourself a disservice if you didn't use him oh mate that's that's very kind of you your your um your 10 pound note is in the post on the, on the back of an envelope sword. right let, let's go back upstairs and get some more beer